Hello everyone and welcome to the It's Davies World podcast. This podcast is a journey of my life where I will share with you the highs, the lows, the good, the bad and everything in between. Now this is episode 7 and I just wanted to say thank you so, so much to each and every one of you who have tuned in to the last six episodes and for all of your positive and incredible feedback. It really has meant so much to me and it has made doing this podcast worthwhile. So from the very bottom of my heart, thank you so much. So before I begin this week's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I absolutely love hearing from you all. It really makes my day. So if you do want to drop me a DM or an email, then you can contact me on Instagram by using hashtag It's Davies World and you will see on there a little visual snippet into my life. You can also email me on itsdaviesworld at hotmail.com. And I've also got a YouTube channel called Davies World with lots of exciting content. But anyway, enough of that. On with this week's episode. So as I've said before, this was the first Christmas that we've had to spend without my mum. And it's something that we have all been dreading and fearing so much. Now, the build up to Christmas was really hard. It was such a struggle and I just found it so difficult. Especially things like memories and traditions that my mum always followed just all those little things just made it so much harder I mean as I've said in a previous podcast me and my mum would be out every single weekend Christmas shopping for presents literally ticking off our list making sure that we've bought for this one and that one and we would just be out from morning till night just making sure that everything was right And then obviously as we got to nearer to Christmas, so we got in that final week of Christmas, we would be going out food shopping. And I mean, we would literally be out every single day, especially, as I said, especially in those, that last run up. Um, Like on Christmas Eve, me and my mum would go Bexley Eve really early to get the holly wreaths and the flowers to take down to, um, obviously to the graves of people that have a lot of our family members that have passed away. Um, but we would go every Christmas Eve to make sure that we've got everything and um, to make sure that we obviously remember those that are not here anymore. So we'd drive down there. Um, we'd go to my nanny mare's um, memorial. Then we'd go head off to my nanny owls and my uncle Dunkey's and we would just make sure that each of them had a holly wreath, um, each of them had beautiful flowers um, and kiss, kiss obviously the graves to say, you know, happy Christmas and um, love you. Um, and we did that every single Christmas Eve. And then after we, after we finished there, we would be straight back home to put the turkey on. And that was my mum's favourite, favourite thing is putting that turkey in the oven and actually on the way home from the cemetery she would always play driving home for Christmas and she'd be like that's it we're done done for Christmas and her favorite saying was always what we got we got what we ain't we ain't and she always said that every single year but we always had everything so I don't know why she always said it but um but yeah so we'd get home put the turkey on and 
literally the dining room table, the cupboards, the fridge, the freezer would be full to the brim with Christmas chocolate. So all celebrations, heroes, roses, quality streets, after eight, matchmakers, there'd be cakes, there'd be crisps, there'd be nuts, there'd be Pringles, there'd be all different types of sweets and fresh cream and squirty cream and trifles and mince pies and ice creams and gattos and literally the list goes on there was always so much but you know what no matter how much goodies we had we weren't allowed to even smell them until the night of christmas eve literally we weren't even allowed to touch them and i always used to say to her i'm opening them at like eight o'clock at night and like Christmas, it's Christmas Day tomorrow, so we should have opened them earlier on. Should always say no, no. Once the turkey's done and we've had our sandwiches, then we can sit or settle down and and open them. But yes, yeah, you wouldn't let us open a single thing, um, which always made me laugh actually. So I mean, the turkey would be cooking; she'd have it cooking all day long, and the smell would literally be amazing. And it was just. The house was just so warming, like she'd have Christmas music playing and the house just felt so Christmassy. Honestly, it was it was so magical. Once the turkey had been cooked, she'd get the turkey out and she'd be so proud of the turkey and how good it was and how it looked and how it smelled. And, and then um, we'd all be allowed to have a turkey and stuffing sandwich. Now, I always had cranberry in mind, but um, no one else did, but I always had cranberry. But yeah, she'd make us all sit down to have the turkey sandwich and it just it just felt like Christmas. And after we'd had our sandwich, then we'd all settle down to watch the Christmas Eve episode of EastEnders. And it was then, once the doof doof started on EastEnders, that we was allowed to open the sweets and we would literally all dive in like we hadn't seen a chocolate before. And the whole time, my mum would be on the vodka and she'd always say, why not? It's Christmas, even though she loved her vodka. But yeah, she um she made out that it was because it was Christmas. I mean, year, for years, she always used to have snowballs every Christmas Eve. Um, but then she found out that she was allergic to egg yolk. So um, and I think snowballs have got egg yolk in them. So um, and it made her mouth swell um, and she couldn't swallow. So she had to stop drinking them. And she was absolutely gutted because she literally loved them. I think it was I think she started with snowballs and then she started buying like Advocar, I think it was called. Um, and yeah, and she'd have them, she'd have everyone round and have a glass of that. And But yeah, she was gutted when she couldn't have them anymore. But I mean, it was just looking at my mum and seeing like how happy and proud she was and just the look on her face that like me, my brother, my sister, um, Brooklyn, Luke, we had all come home for Christmas and she just absolutely loved it. She was such a family orientated person. I mean, and then I just, yeah. And then my mum would then, she'd say like, right, after we'd watch these senders, we'd had the chocolates, we'd had the sweets and, and all that stuff. She'd then say, right, come on, kids, time to go to bed. Cause, um, and despite of, despite her age, she would still say, Santa, will, Santa won't come if you're awake, um, literally. And, and do you know what? We actually, obviously she knew, um, you, you know, she knew that we knew, but um, we never, ever had that conversation with her, actually. So she always used to... Um, Yes, rush us off to bed and say that Santa won't come if you don't get him if you're not asleep. Um, so yeah, we'd all we'd all trot up to our beds. Um, but she just loved Christmas and literally all of the magic that come with it. 
And then Christmas morning, I mean, I always found it hard to go to sleep Christmas Eve, always. The excitement was just, like, so much. Do you know what I mean? Like, just so much excitement. But, um, yeah, I always found it hard to go to sleep. But then Christmas morning would arrive and we'd all wake up to Brooklyn screaming, he's been, he's been. And and that's just like me, Billy and Haley always did all those years ago when we were younger. So it was kind of like... Um, it, it was nice to see that tradition carrying on. And I think that's, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think that goes on in, you know, throughout the world. But um, it's nice to obviously hear Brooklyn saying that now because it just reminds us of when we was younger. And then we'd go downstairs and, as I said before, despite our age, our stockings would still be on the fireplace and they would be full to the brim, literally full to the brim and my mum would say has he been to you Davey has he been to you Billy has he been to you Hayley like she literally she just thrived on Christmas the Christmas music could be put straight on um despite the time whether it be five in the morning seven in the morning six in the morning the Christmas music would be put straight on to get into the Christmas spirit and then we'd just all have to sit down in front of each other and all open our stockings from Father Christmas and then like hold up everything that we got and say this is what we've got and that's what we've got and it it just was magic it really was and then after we've done that after we'd done all our stockings my mum would then say like no more presents now it's time for breakfast so we'd all go out to the kitchen and my mum would cook these amazing dippy eggs with soldiers now I know it's just a dippy egg but no dippy egg in the whole year ever tasted the same as it did when my mum cooked it on Christmas morning, it was just a tradition and we had it every single year. And and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, my mum would then tell us the story while we was all sitting there of how she would kill for a dippy egg now, but she's allergic to the egg yolk. And like we hadn't heard it the night before when she was telling us that she couldn't have her snowballs. But yeah, she would then tell us all this, why it's so sad that she can't have it. Um... But and we'd all just laugh and say, "Yes, Mum, we know you've told us hundred times before." And it was, it was, as I said, the same story every single year. It never changed. It was as if we we never knew it, um, or we hadn't heard it before. Then after breakfast, my mum would then pop open the champagne, and we'd all toast "Merry Christmas." And it was just so nice. It was such a family time. It was just, it just felt amazing. It really just, I just loved it. And after we'd had our breakfast and my mum had popped open the champagne, we was then allowed to open the presents um, from my mum and dad and obviously from each other as well. And my mum would carry on drinking the champagne and every now and again she'd say, lovely bit of lovely bit of champagne that is, lovely bit of champagne that. And she would just carry on drinking it. Um, it just, just when you think back to all of those times and I used to go to her, mum, like, do you have to be drinking that this early in the morning? And like, I think back now and I think I'd give anything to see her drinking that a glass of champagne at seven o'clock in the morning. Then then we'd all get dressed in our new Christmas clothes. Um, you know, everyone probably exactly the same. You get your clothes for Christmas, your new shoes, your jeans, your tops and your aftershave and you'd all go up and put your new clothes on and yeah we'd go and do that but last year was really different because my mum wanted us all to stay in our pajamas I don't know why but she didn't want us to get dressed she just said like let's let's all spend the day in our pajamas and and literally after much persuading that is what we did it was just 
like I think back now and I don't know why she I don't know what made her want us to do that but yeah that was that's what she wanted last year but I mean Christmas was just full of so much joy and so much happiness and more importantly it was just full of love laughter just it was just so special just such a special time and something I always laugh at and always tell everybody but like my mum always planned on cooking Christmas tea she always did she always planned on after dinner and we play games and then about five six o'clock she'd go out and she'd cook this buffet that she's bought and um yeah she planned it every single year but I promise you she was always too merry on the alcohol to to ever cook the Christmas tea. I don't think we've ever had a Christmas tea, well, not for many years anyway. She was just so funny. And I remember I always used to say to her, Mum, we ain't even had afters yet. And she'd say, well, you know where the stuff is. If you want afters, then go out and make it. <laughs> we never even got a Christmas pudding. Um, but yeah, she, literally, like she just, she just is and always will be the best mum in the whole entire world. But then leading on to this Christmas, um, it was just such a difficult day and it was a day that was filled with lots of tears and lots of sadness and just lots of heartbreak, really. I mean, if you looked around the room, you could see the hurt in everybody's eyes, especially my dad's. Like, he looked so lost, but it was just, it was like such a sombre um day it was just you, you could just feel um you could feel my mum's absence in the air like it was just so strong and it literally cut every single one of us it really did it it was like there was a piece of jigsaw puzzle that was missing it just didn't feel right it wasn't the same it was horrible really but it just heartbreaking and i mean this year um we honored my mum and we all stayed in our pajamas literally not one of us changed out of our pajamas even my auntie vicky who will never ever stay in pajamas like she thinks it's not normal to stay in your pajamas all day like she's up even if she doesn't go out even if she's staying in all day she would get up get washed get dressed and then just pop around her house she just she said it's not normal she says um it's alien to do so and i mean she looked at me with utter disgust when I said to her, Vic, I'll tell you something, I will be staying in pyjamas now, right up until I go back to work on the 2nd of January. She was, she literally looked at me with disgust. Um, but while I was talking about my auntie Vicky, I just want to say that she was absolutely amazing and she helped us all get through the heartache of the day. And it, she just made it that little bit easier by having her there. I mean... I absolutely love my auntie Vicky so much. She's always been more than an aunt to all of us. Um, she's always been like a second mum. And for her to give up her own Christmas, to come and spend it with us, knowing the heartbreak that, um, you know, knowing how we was all feeling, to give up her own Christmas and, you know, to be with us just meant more to us than we could ever explain. She made the most heartbreaking and hardest Christmas of our, our lives bearable and she just helped us through every single second of it. We couldn't have done it without her and, and I literally, I know that my mum would be smiling down, looking down, saying 
how proud she was that Vicky stepped up and she was there for us and she helped us through. And my mum idolised Vicky. She absolutely adored her. So I know that she wouldn't want anybody else to be with us on Christmas Day other than my auntie Vicky. So from the very bottom of all of our hearts, mine, my dad's, Billy's, Haley's, Brooklyn's, Bo's, Luke's, and most importantly from my mum, we just want to say, Vicky, thank you so much. And we love you more than we could ever explain. And my dad done absolutely incredible. He gave us all such an amazing Christmas. Under the circumstances, he really tried his absolute best. And I'm so proud of him for that. We all wanted, in a build-up to Christmas, we all sat and spoke. And all of us, me, my brother and my sister, we all wanted to go away for Christmas. We wanted to take ourselves away from from um, England go away go somewhere hot somewhere where it's a completely different environment and we're not we're not waking up on Christmas morning um, as we have done every other year of our lives we just wanted to get away from Christmas and take us away from all reminders all memories just do something completely different but my dad was absolutely adamant that he didn't want to spend Christmas anywhere else other than at home like we had done every single year and obviously you know we kind of had to respect his wishes um he said that he wanted to give us a Christmas just like my mum always gave us and 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 I honestly just thought I don't know how we're going to get through this but I can honestly say my dad done exactly what he set out to do he gave us all such an incredible Christmas. He really did. He went above and beyond. And I'm so glad that we did stay at home and that we did get through it together as a family. So it was just exactly what my mum would have wanted. Now, I stayed at my mum and dad's house right up until yesterday, which was New Year's Eve. And do you know what? It was It was just so amazing to be there. Um, it was hard but it was also nice to kind of get that family feel back again because I've kind of really avoided um, being there as as much as I can because I'm really struggling myself. So it was really nice to be there and the kids was obviously there and it was just beautiful to see their like to, to see Christmas through their eyes, to experience the magic that they see. Because obviously it's been years since we've experienced it as adults um, or as when we was kids. So to see that through their eyes was just pure magic and just worth every single second of it. But all of that said, I am so glad that it's over now. I'm so glad that Christmas is done, New Year's Eve is over. Um, Not that my pain's going to get any easier, not that my grief's going to get any easier, but because the sentiment and the memories of Christmas is now over for another year. So I am really glad that you know that that's now done and we're now on the 1st of January and um, we can try and look forward to what this year is going to bring but I know that my mum would be so proud of all of us for getting through it for doing what we can and for sticking together as a family and I just want to say mum that was for you girl and I love you all the world and quite recently I have been really struggling with my eating So I have made a decision to switch from WW back to Slimming World. 
Now, I've been obviously following WW for well over a month now. And don't get me wrong, at first, it was absolutely fine. I had no problem with it. I was not obsessing about the numbers. I felt absolutely healthy and I really was doing well. However, when I made the switch from the WW Blue plan to the Green plan, um, so for those of you who don't follow WW, there are three plans to follow, um, the Blue, the Purple and the Green. Now each one is dependent on your lifestyle and how you want the plan to work for you. So I initially started on the Blue plan, which was going really, really well for me, um, and then I don't know why I decided it, but I switched it up to the Green plan. Now the blue plan, I would say, is the happy medium between Slimming World and Weight Watchers. So there is an element of counting, but not obsessively. Whereas the green plan, you literally count every single thing you eat other than non-starchy veg and fruit. So it's very much similar to the old W, the old Weight Watcher plans, where you have to point everything. So I switched over to the green plan and it absolutely messed my head up. It really did. And I have just completely fouled at it. Um, it started to bring back an unhealthy obsession with the numbers. That has come back in absolute full force. November and December was extremely hard for me anyway with the build up to Christmas and obviously it being the first one without my beautiful mum. Um... And I have just binged on an epic scale. Now, I do truly believe that the my mum not being here and the build-up to Christmas has played a massive part in in um in my binging. But I do also think that the number obsession has played a huge part in that too. Um, the last few days, um. I've been planning on restarting WW, so every single morning I wake up and I think to myself, right, I'm going to start today, um, I'm going to count everything as of now. Um, I did switch back to the blue, so obviously um, there was that little bit of ease when it comes to counting, but I can honestly say the thought of the number counting has absolutely freaked me out, um, and it's just made me binge again and again and again, and I just keep saying to myself that I'm going to go back to counting tomorrow so I can eat that today because I'm not going to be able to eat it tomorrow because I'm counting. I know it sounds really stupid, but that's how it that's how I was beginning to feel. Now, I've always looked at Slimming World as a lifestyle change, whereas with Weight Watchers, I was looking at it as a diet as opposed to a lifestyle. So, as I was saying, all the times that I was um, off plan, I was just binging constantly binging because I was always planning to get back on plan tomorrow if that makes sense and then I'll be starting to count again so whilst I'm not counting I think I can I can eat that now because I won't be eating anymore because I'll be counting it I, I don't know if anyone else can resonate with that thought pattern but that was the approach that I had and it was absolutely scary it was a horrible place to be Mentally, I was feeling exhausted, um, drained. My skin's looking terrible again. So I just, I just knew that there was nothing more that I can do with Weight Watchers. I knew that, um, I knew that I'd kind of reached the end 
of that because I need to get back into a positive headspace. Um, so I decided that Slimming World was the way forward because, as I said earlier, I look at that as a lifestyle change. I don't look at it as on plan, off plan. I don't look at it as a diet. It is a lifestyle and that is how I've always looked at it. So I decided to go back to Slimming World. Now, I went on Saturday just gone um which was my first slimming world weigh-in since the 30th of october and i've gained seven and a half pound since then so in almost two months i've gained seven and a half pound which isn't a great deal to gain don't get me wrong so i'm happy that it was just seven and a half pounds however i'm just really peeved at myself that i didn't carry on with slimming world and that i gave up and thought that I could the grass was green on the other side so um, I've decided to carry on with Slimming World um, or to get back to Slimming World and to get my head sorted because I've always said Slimming World's always given me more than just a diet it's always gone beyond the scales because it's really it's helped me reintroduce foods that I was scared of um, it's obviously got very minimal counting so all you really count in is sins um, which I feel very positive about that now, but a few weeks ago, um, that was quite a negative fault. So I'm hoping that um, that I will carry on with looking at it as a positive thing. Um, and and I know some people will say, like, why did you go back to Slimming World so quickly after Christmas? Like, why didn't you wait until after New Year, until you was back to work? But do you know what? I couldn't. I just, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that needs to strike while the iron's hot, but also... I just was feeling like absolute crap, absolute rubbish. I was hating the way I was feeling, hating the way I looked. And I just wanted to get some positivity back, get some fight back in me. And I'm determined that 2020 is going to be the year that I come fighting back. Um, 2020 is going to be the year that I rebuild my life because 2019 absolutely broke me. It destroyed me in every single sense of the word. So I'm determined that 2020 will be the year that I get myself back to a healthy weight. I get my mind back to a healthy, a healthy way of thinking, um, and we start to live our lives again. And making my mum proud, just like she always wanted. You know, she was determined that we was going to have a a brilliant life, and I'm going to make sure that every day I make her proud of me. So I'm now on a mission to lose three stone, um, which is the weight that I've gained, so lose free stone and get back to being the best version of me. And I'm going to do that with Slimming World and also with um, some exercise. I'm going to start to increase my activity every day. I'm going to start to drink more water. I'm going to just be more positive in every single way of life. So um, yeah, this is my mission to make 2020 my year. So that brings me to the end of this week's episode and I just want to say thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Please continue to rate and review, subscribe if you're new, share if you can and I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye guys.